gonna be the the crown. Okay? The crown. We're gonna take two different directions on this, alright? James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endures the temptation. He shall receive the crown of life, which Yahweh hath promised to them that love him. How many people in here want a crown on that day? I sure do. You know what I mean? 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which Yahweh, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Right here in 2 Timothy, he's sure. You know what I mean? You want to make sure that your election is sure. You know what I mean? He is talking very boldly right here. So he actually not only fought and contended for the faith, but when you can contend for the faith so strongly to where you already know that there's a crown laid up for you, and you can speak that boldly, none of us as Christians can speak like that. None of us. When I was a Christian, somebody actually asked me that. Brother Greg, if you die today, but you think you're going to heaven? I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't know. You know why? Because I knew I, I know outside of church I was wicked. But you already know that. But that's why they go ahead and desensitize your mind and tell you that, oh, man, it's just natural. Whatever you're doing out there, just keep on coming to church. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Part of the reasons why I, start, I stopped going in the first place. But this crown, this is we're going to start getting kind of greedy on it. G4735, a crown. It is a mark. A mark of royal or, in general, exalted rank. The wreath or garland which has which was given as a prize to victors in public games. Number two, metaphorically, the eternal blessedness which will be given as a prize to the genuine servants of Messiah. The crown, wreath, which is the reward of righteousness. That which is an ornament and honor to one. Now we're going to take especially two and three, and we're going to go ahead and proceed forward. But I'm going to go ahead and capitalize real quick on this genuine service. Genuine service. Genuine is possessing, possessing the claimed or attributed character, quality, origin, not counterfeit. Authentic, real. Free from pretense, a.k.a. make-believe or pretending. And also affectation. We're going to go into that word too. Or hypocrisy, which we should know what that is. <clears throat> Sincere. So when you're genuine, you literally are, you possess the claim. Now that's the part I want to also capitalize on was a claim. A lot of folks come over here claiming. Claiming to be Israel. Claiming to be of the faith. Claiming to be of the walk. Claiming that they're really doing this thing. They claim it. That's why this is when you're genuine, you are possessing the claimed attribute character, attributed character. So though so many people claim it, is it really true? Book told me, not all that say they're Israel are Israel. Many are called, few are chosen. I want to be a remnant of the remnant. That's why I want to be there. <coughs> so just like you got to make sure your election is sure, you better make sure that you're genuinely here. You know what I mean? Now we're going to go to that word counterfeit. Counterfeit. 
made in imitation. Now, this is more of a physical sense, like money. Made in, made in imitation so as to be passed off fraudulently or deceptively as genuine. Not genuine. The second one is more so yourself. An imitation intended to be passed off fraudulently or deceptively as genuine. Forgery. So people got some forger, some forged spirits in here. Now, what I like about this passed off fraudulently or deceptively as genuine, think about it. You go to the store, you got cash in hand. What are they doing to you whenever they take your dollar bill and put that stripe on it with that marker? They're making sure you're not bringing forth any fraudulent money, right? No counterfeit bucks. You know what I'm saying? They, but, but guess what? It also, see, it also means they don't trust you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't trust you, man. Otherwise, they wouldn't market. You know what I mean? You could be a potential person no matter how good your smile is, no matter how nice you are to them. It's their job, man. I, I, I got I to gotta check you out. You know what I mean? That's why you should be slow to speak. That's why we should be long-suffering. You never know when you're dealing with a counterfeit spirit. You know what I mean? Elder Mitchell used to tell people all the time when we go straight away from Texas, hey, brothers, you ain't got to get everybody's number. You're not sure. You're not sure they're gonna come back. You're not sure they're gonna be here because you know why? In 2012, Shepherd sat there, and I know Dick. I know you all. Y'all whole family was there. 2012 Passover. Me, Elder Mitchell, Deacon Gorman, and the fam. We all happy to be a straight way. Shepherd gonna sit there mid mid sermon and, and, and bust out. Oh, man, oh man, some of y'all ain't gonna make. Ain't gonna be here next feast. That one number six months away. You see what I'm saying? I'm in a crowd like, man, who gonna lead this? Who, who gonna lead this, man? Ain't nobody gonna lead this, man. This is good. These people living it up, man. They, they living the actual book. I seen Acts 2 in front of my face. Oh, man, nobody leaving this. <laughs> yeah, literally, I know. So we gotta, we gotta make sure that you yourself ain't counterfeit because although you gotta watch out that people ain't counterfeit to you, you gotta make sure you ain't counterfeit for nobody else. You know what I mean? There's been many times. You can dealt with a lot of counterfeit spirits in Dallas. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a lot of them, too. You know what I mean? By the time they seen Deacon leave, that's when they want to wise up. Yeah. Deacon had Deacon had these counterfeit spirits coming to the house after he was gone. Mm-hmm. Deacon's like, I'm be gone soon. I'm be gone soon. I'm be gone soon. I'm be letting them know. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't come to. They wouldn't really come to Shabbat so much, huh? Yeah, I mean, we had a few coming to Shabbat. Had a few. They, here. Weren't, they weren't moving. No, they weren't serious at all. Yeah. They, they weren't serious. But Deacon kept giving them the morning, let them know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that day. But they got they seen the first Texodus. That woke a lot of people up. Mm-hmm. That first video called the Texodus woke up so many saints. And a bunch of them came to the assembly after Elder Mitchell and Deke was gone. And they were telling me all the time. That's the video I saw. Jason's one of them. Jason Lucia. He's one of them. Jason was already listening behind the scenes. Didn't want to make himself known. I'm going to just sit myself in the back. Check this out. All of a sudden, he see Texas. He said, oh, man, they all gone. They all gone. Next thing you know, he calls up straightway. He said, no, 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 we, we still got an assembly down there. Yeah. They're in Houston. He's like, oh, okay, I'm in Dallas. He's like, oh, you missed that train? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's a second chance now on the real one. I'm telling you. <laughs> now. But see, Deke was gone. Yeah. And some of them cats that wasn't serious, riding by that acre that Deke was sitting on, just because they probably couldn't really believe it, he was gone. And yeah, he was. Oh man, you, you will see. Really, all gone. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. See ya. And even out of that whole crew, only a few of them really turned over a new a new leaf after Deke was gone. 
Because, see, it didn't, it didn't just tell them how serious Deacon was about leaving. It was telling them how serious the straightway truth ministry really truly is about people mm -hmm. becoming set apart. Oh, yeah. So they took the ministry more serious. They took the pastor more serious. Some of these, not all of them, some of these people. You know what I mean? And I can call out the names, but I ain't going to do that. But about all those who, who really truly changed their ways, man. And, and actually apologized for not submitting to Deacon's authority when he was out there. I commend them brothers to this day. I see them all the time. I'm like, man, y'all doing good. You know what I mean? Okay? We're going to hit that word, affectation. Now, this is one you got to really think about, okay? That affectation, which is, no, don't, don't forget, this is all a part of the definition that come from crown. Think about that. Just from crown, you're getting all this. You know what I mean? Now, affectation, this is should be personal to the person. This is an effort to appear to have a quality not really or fully possessed. You don't really possess this quality. You don't really possess to have this, I guess, attitude or moralness about yourself that you put out there. This is this is whenever Pastor Dow, and I, I was actually reminded of this word, actually, when Pastor Dow was talking. <clears throat> I forget how long ago this was, but Pastor said, you know, your your personality is what you do in front of people. But your character is what you do when nobody's around you looking. Fact. But this affectation is an effort to appear. You are just trying to appear to have a quality not really or fully possessed. Easily seen, easily noticed, artificial, fake, not natural, manners or appearances. Effort to attract notice. People do this shit too all the time. Especially rejected people. I'm going to go into that in a minute. Effort to attract Notice by pretending, that's what pretense is, assumption, or any assumed peculiarity. That peculiarity is a unusual act. You know what I mean? An unusual act or unusual attitude or an unusual peculiar way of doing things. One time I was rebuking, I had to rebuke a brother because we were sitting outside. Some of y'all probably was there. I think you probably was there. Probably you too, uh, Elliot. But it was a, we was all sitting outside in a circle. Drinking beer. Matter of fact, Mother Carol was there. That's when Mother Carol came down for the visit. Mm, wow, yeah. And so, you know, a, a house with 80-something people in there is loud. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, you know what? We need to give Mother Carol some time with these sisters. You know what I mean? And so when we gave Mother Carol the time, the brothers said, let's just go outside to the, to the driveway and just drink some beers and just, you know, fellowship. It was a little bit after Shabbat, you know? Next thing you know, man, we sitting there talking and stuff. And I said, man, I remember the first time Pastor Dodd rebuked me without saying nothing. Without saying a word. And I was like, they were like, oh man, how do you do that? I said, man, I sat there and I knew I was. See, at the time, I was, I was rejected. I'm sitting here trying to put forth an effort to attract notice by pretending I really had something to tell him. So some spirit drove me to go tell Pastor Dow, hey, Shepherd, try to get his attention. And once I got his attention, I started talking some just straight nonsense. And the whole entire time, Pastor Dow, that he he just discerned me from the moment I called him over. Tell you how he discerned me. He didn't even look me in my eyes. He wouldn't even look at me. I'm sitting literally right here. And past, I'm, I'm talking. Pastor, Pastor, I'm past doing this. Pastor, I'm doing this. I'm in his face right there. Pastor, go. And he walked, he walked off. That was me. I was like this. And as soon as he did that and he walked off, that was a swift rebuke and a swift kick in the ass right there because as soon as he did that and he walked away, I turned back to myself and like, what was that? I asked myself that question like, what, what spirit was that that just wanted to grab his attention? Mm -hmm. 
What is that? Am I that damn rejected? Is that? I start really doing self a self straightening right then and there in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. So when I mentioned that, that brother's like, "Yeah, brother Greg, I feel I, I do know what you mean, man. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah." I said, "What you mean? You know what I mean?" He goes, "Yeah, man. Pastor Dow gave me a strange look last time he was here. It was a weird look, man. But he didn't say nothing. He just kept looking at me, man." I said, "Hey," I said, "What the hell is that?" And he goes, "Huh?" Now he's now he's spooked like a deer in hell. I said, "What is that, man?" I said, "What spirit is that, brother?" He goes, what, what, what do you mean? I said, what are you talking about? I, think, I said, I think I know Pastor well enough to know that he ain't going to stare at you without coming to deal with you. And he's like, oh, no, it's just real. I'm just, yeah. He, now he's jumbling his words up and stuff like that. I said, brother, you full of shit. I said, you that rejected that you got to one-up my story or one-up McNabb's? That's how that's, that's you got to do? With this counterfeit affectation? You see what I'm saying? I said, what kind of crap is that? But you know what you, you, know you recognize that night? I loved him. That's what I like about what Teacher Sam was talking about last night. That was actually love. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't all that mushy shit that, that we used to. <laughs> it just wasn't mushy, man. You know, Elder Mitchell rebuked me not too long ago, and he, I was, and he was like, "Greg, you know, hey, you, you're doing fine, bud." I said, "Stop right there." I said, "Stop right there, man." And he goes, "What?" I said, "Give it to me, man." I said, "Don't lighten the blow." I said, "I know." See, he, Elder Mitchell was kind of like, "Okay, I know how Greg was. You know, I don't know how he used to be and stuff like that." But and you know, I gotta come at him a little bit. No, you ain't gotta come at me like that. Just come at me raw. So we're going to go a couple of directions about this crown. I'm going to use, like, you know, Elder Rufus, Pastor Dial, Elder Mitchell as an example of the first area we're going in. Proverbs 4, 7, 9. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all your getting, get overstanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote you. She shall bring you to honor when you do embrace her. She shall give to your head an ornament, keep that word in mind, of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to you. Get uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 2, okay? We're going to go here real fast. And this is why I'm using some of our leadership as an example of this crown. Hallelujah. Making sense so far? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, making sense. Yes, Anybody confused? All right, hallelujah. I'm talking about Whenever you ready, my brother, 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 2. Am I not an apostle? Mm. Am I not free? Mm. Have I not seen Yahshua HaMashiach, our master? Are not you my work in Yahweh? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. Doubtless you are to us. Hallelujah. Go ahead. For the seal of mine apostleship are you. In the master. Hallelujah. So he's saying right there that the people that he was, that was following him, he, they are the seal of his apostleship, right? Mm-hmm. Pastor Doc continuously says that we, we are the seal of his apostleship, correct? Yes, on, a, on a smaller branch, Elder Mitchell, we are the seal of Elder Mitchell's apostleship. Mm-hmm. The saints in Georgia are the seal of Elder Rufus's mm-hmm. apostleship, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, so we're going to back this up. In Philippians 4.1. Go ahead and go to Philippians 4.1, my brother. But yeah, we are, in, in, in every regard, we are seals. When I was in Houston, everybody in Houston was a seal of my apostleship, even at a lower degree. I understand what Elder Mitchell was going through, Deacon was going through in Dallas, Pastor Dow goes through as a whole, and I started dealing with all those people in Texas. But uh, Philippians 4.1. All right. Now, mind you, don't forget what 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 2 is talking about, the seal of his, apost- his apostleship, right? Keep that in mind as he reads the first verse of Philippians 4. All right. 
Therefore, my brothers, mm -hmm. dearly beloved, dearly beloved, come on, and longed for, mm -hmm. and longed for. What what, what is what he? They, they're they're longed for. Mind you, he loves them. Shepherd always say, "I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you more than you hate yourself." This kind of sound like what Shepherd be telling us, huh? Mm -hmm. Go start that all over and, and read it all over again. Therefore, my brothers, mm -hmm. dearly beloved yep. and longed for, my joy, my joy, and crown, and crown. So stand fast, stand fast in Yahweh, in Messiah. He called his brethren, his joy. Now he longs for them, but his joy, his crown. But we just heard that. All the same people, his brethren, are the seal of his apostleship. Mm -hmm. That definition we were going over kind of coming back to light, huh? Mm -hmm. the honor, whenever we read, read Proverbs earlier. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we can go right back to it. Think about it. Right there in verse 9. Mm -hmm. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. Mm -hmm. A crown of glory shall she deliver to you. We are pastors as a whole in the ministry. We are pastor's seal of his apostleship. And everybody that he has ordained, we're also the seal of their apostleship. You see what I'm saying? Straight up in every one of our respective places. Did we, that's one direction you can see this crown. You know what I mean? So basically all of us, can. we are pretty much, everybody in the ministry is a, a crown and joy of shepherd. You know what I'm saying? Because of the works that he's done in Messiah's name. Make sense? Now we're going to go to a different avenue. Personal. You know what I mean? I was going to go ahead and have you read. I'm going to read this one real quick. All right. The race. Oh, I started off the prayer last week with this, if y'all remember. I started off the prayer last week with this one, okay? Know you not that they which run in a race, they all compete. But only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every man that strives for the mastery, I'm going to stop right there. This is just in general. If you're going to be sitting there in a race or if you're going to be in any kind of competition whatsoever at all, you're going to try your best to master whatever it is, whether you're running track, whether you're playing football, you know, you're going to try to master that, that, you know, because you're trying to get the prize. Every man that strives for the mastery is temperate, has self-control in all things because they want to strive to, uh, to really master that craft or master that sport or master whatever they're competing for. But get this. Now they, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we, an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run. I ought, man, this is why I run. Not as uncertainly or aimlessly. Or I'm not just running this thing with no goalie. I have a certain goal while I'm running this thing. So I fight. Not as one that beats the air. But I pummel my body, and I subdue it, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or disqualified. I would tell people back then in Houston, okay, you know, right here in this last verse, but I pummel my body and I subdue it. It's also talking about your mind. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, when I have dealt with others, if others come and eat off my tree, I myself should be a castaway or disqualified. How would you like if somebody came and eat off your tree and just threw that fruit away? Like, oh, it's some rotten ass fruit. Mm -hmm. Look at what Paul's doing, man. But I pummel my body 
That's some do it. Unless, by any means, if I don't, if I, if I don't pummel my body, if I don't subdue my mind, if I don't get myself together, if I don't make sure that I'm qualified, I might as well subdue it. If I preach to others, they're going to cast your fruit off. I've known people that had rotten fruit, and when folks talk to them, they don't say nothing. They'll come to me. What's up with that brother? Or what's up with that sister? Why did he say that? Why she say that? What did you ask him? Matter of fact, I got a damn good example for this one. It's sad when you warn people, and those of you who are down there know what I'm talking about. When I sat there and told, I warned everybody about a particular brother. This brother done burnt so many saints, as it, was, it was sad. He burnt so many saints, man. So I told, I, I gave out the clear warning. I said, hey, 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 brother. I called his name out. I said, how many times I had you come to the house and work on my vehicle? He says, oh, uh, man, none. I looked at everybody. I said, there's a reason for that. You're not telling everybody that. I openly rebuked that brother. I was just like, man, look here. There's a reason for that. But I was also warning the saints. So when another saint came to me and was like, man, that brother had this. He supposed to be doing this for me and supposed to be doing that for me. He ain't paid. He, I paid him already. He ain't even done with the job. I was like, why'd you go to him? What do you mean why I went to him? He said he could fix it. I said, I don't care what he said he could fix. I gave all y'all the warning in front of everybody. Do not go to this brother because this brother is not trustworthy. But you went anyway because your, your excuse was, which the devil gave you, oh, I just want to help Israel. The brother trying to grow a business. Yeah, sure he is. You can't grow a business when you got bad reviews like that. And the sad part about it is you ain't just burnt the heathens out there. You burning saints too. You damn sure cast away. So we got to make sure that we are sure that we ain't castaways. You see what I'm saying? I can go talk to Dick about damn near anything, but guess what? I, I'm already, I can, look, I can look at the tree from afar and know it's good fruit on it. And be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go ahead and walk over there and, and touch that fruit right there. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Oh, yeah, I'm eating off that one. You know what I mean? Back, I mean, even now, folks talk to me all the time. I go to straightway, man. Uh, I went to music practice. That man, man, was that you with me, man? Man, I don't know if that was you with me. I think it was. I don't remember. We went to music practice. And it was the first time the brother seen me or you since we moved up here to, to, oh, yeah, to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Man, them brothers were so happy to yeah. see us, man. They saw that tree from afar. Yeah. They, they was on stage. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, man, brother Terry, yeah. brother Greg. <laughs> they sitting there, threw the instruments down. We were at the door, they sitting like this. Oh, man, bless y'all, bless y'all. Yeah. Ran over there, man. They see they see a couple trees, man. Let's go over there, man. We can use that for some shade. We can eat off that fruit. Oh, that was you got folks that come to faith, man. They sit, they come in. You see how they are? Next thing you know, over time, they still the same. Yeah. Same old people, same old attitude, same old thing. And then everybody around them is getting greater. Yeah. So the next thing you know, you're looking at them like, damn, you was here before me. What, what happened? You know, you should be, people should be able to send folk to you to be edified. You know what I mean? But you got humble folks too, like that uh, Bill. Very humble. He said he was in his 60s when he came. He passed on since then. But Elder Bill was so humble, he was just like, look, sons, talking to the young men. He's like, y'all, y'all way more advanced in this book than I am. He said, but man, I can tell you what not to do. And that's how humble he was. He was willing to humble himself to all of us. And man, when Elder Bill died, right before he died, he called every brother in the ministry in his phone book. He talked about that. Yes, he did. Boy, yeah. I'm telling you. Y'all did? Yeah. The boy. <laughs> Look at that, man. Spirit, man. That's just the spirit. Y'all talking about that last night. But real talk, Elder Bill called everybody that was in his in his phone book and just said, brother, just 
just want to tell you I love you. I had you on my heart. Oh, bless you, Elder Bill. Next thing you know, man, on blog talk, Pastor Dollar Real Elder Bill passed on. Boy, we was we was in tears. That was a humble old man. And guess what? Though he didn't, though he didn't have that Bible knowledge like you would think an old person would have, that man had a heart of gold and he was humble. You still wouldn't cast away his fruit. He still wasn't disqualified to be a brother. You know what I mean? But you see, we talking about running this race. And like in verse 25, it's talking about now they now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we do it for an incorruptible crown, okay? All right. Matthew 10, 32 through 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my father, which is in Shemaim. But whoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. That's why I love them. Shepherd always talk about breathing is deceitful. Yes. Because you making because you got another breath today. You you there's so many ways, man, that we have the opportunity opportunity to deny the Messiah. You know, judgment ain't coming speedily. But the main thing is, is that just like we was reading in, in, in Corinthians about the race that we are trying to get an incorruptible crown. You're going to receive that crown if you confess him before men because he's going to confess you before Yah. And we're going to get into that too. But whosoever shall deny me, don't think for a moment that you got to get on blog talk like that one brother did years ago and deny Christ openly. You ain't got to openly deny Christ. You can deny Christ in your speech. You can deny Christ in your actions. You can deny Christ uh, towards your brothers and sisters. You can deny him so many different ways because you don't have that love. Or you don't want to give the love. Or you don't want to receive the love. You know what I mean? It's something else. Revelation 2, 10 and 11. This is what you do want. Fear none of those things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. Be you faithful unto death. Now mind you, don't forget, we're running this race till death. There's a prize at the end of it. Okay? But he says, run it. Oh, I say run it, sorry. <laughs> Be you faithful until death. And I will give you a crown of life. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the assemblies. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. I don't want nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. That's the pit. Nothing to do with that. I'd rather receive the crown and go into glory. <clears throat> so therefore, I'm not going to make anybody cause me to stumble. You know what I mean? If I catch you acting a fool, I'm on you. That's just how I am. It is what it is. Elder Mitchell told plenty of folk, yeah, Greg got a different way of doing it, man, but is he telling you the truth? Or is he lying to you? No, I ain't lying to you, but just because you can't handle it doesn't mean I ain't loving you. You just stealing that worldly love. You stealing that, like Teacher Shane was saying last night, you stealing that worldly, you in that sentimental love. I'm supposed to come to you and rub your back when you're in transgression, my ass. I got a, I got a crown to obtain. I ain't got time to be sitting there waiting on you to get your shit together so we can obtain it together. Matthew 22, 8-14. But the reason why I say you want this, okay, because, again, you want to receive that crown of life. We're going to definitely get into that here soon. But we're going to go into first what you don't want to happen to you. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead, Matthew 22, 8-14. We're starting there. But go ahead. All right. 
Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready. It's ready. But they which were bidden were not worthy. Now hold on. Those were bidden to come. Man, there's a lot of people that's bidden to come to this ministry. Bidden to come. But they wasn't worthy, you say? Mm-hmm. Man, okay, keep on going. Go you, therefore, into the highways, and as many as you shall find, mm-hmm. bid to the marriage. Y'all come on to this marriage. So those servants went out into the highways mm-hmm. and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. Oh, bad and good. Oh, wow. Come on. And the wedding was furnished it's with guests. Furnished with guests, man. Just full of guests. Come on. And when the king came in to see his guests, Uh-oh. he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how came as you in here hither not to have, not having a wi- a wedding garment? How'd you get in here without having a wedding garment? Hmm? How'd you do that? Go ahead. And he was speechless. <laughs> well, now hold on. Now in judgment, you're gonna be speechless. Mm-hmm. I love how Shepherd says it, man. It's gonna be one way communication. Yep. Come on. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot. Bind him hand and foot. And take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. Where there will be. There shall be weeping and gnashing, and gnashing of, of teeth. teeth. That's what you don't want to happen to you. But that's where a lot of folks going to end up. They don't straighten up right now. For many are called. For many are called. Are chosen. Few are chosen. That's what it says in there? Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you for that. That's what you don't want to happen. But this is what you do want to happen. Hallelujah. Glory to the king, 2nd Ezra 2, 42 through 48. I, Ezra, saw upon the Mount of Zion, Mount Zion a great people whom I could not number. And they all praised Yahweh with songs. And in the midst of them, there was a young man of a high stature, taller than all the rest. And upon every one of their heads set he crowns. He set crowns upon their heads. And he was more exalted, which I marveled at greatly. So I asked, I asked the angel and said, sir, what are these? And he answered unto me, these be they that have put off the mortal clothing and put on the immortal and have confessed the name of Yah. Now are they crowned. They are crowned and received palms. Then said I unto the angel, what young person is that that crowns them? He's crowning them. Look at him. He's giving them all crowns out there. And gives them palms in their hands. So he answered me and said to me, It is the son of Yah whom they have confessed in the world. Then began I greatly to commend them. All oh, commend them. That stood so stiffly for the name of the master. They stood so stiffly for Yah. We got to stand headstrong. We got to stand stiffly. We got to not stiff neck. <laughs> Steadfast, so be it. We got to stand firm and make sure our election is sure. Say that a lot. Because it's up to us to make sure our election is sure, you know what I mean? See, I want this to happen to me. I want to make it there to where I'm sitting there with palms in my hands, wave offering. And then he can pass He can pass by me and do the same thing. All good and faithful servant. Welcome to my king. Place that up on my head. I will gladly receive that. 
And I'm be real with you. <laughs> if you ain't right there with me, I'm not even gonna set you because I made it. I ran that race. Yes, sir. I yes, I did. And I want to be just like Second Timothy told us. I want to be just as confident to sit there and say that, just like he did. I know there's a crown laid up for me in Shemaim. Exactly what he said. Hmm? Then the angel said unto me, Go your way and tell my people what manner of things and how great wonders of Yahweh, your Elohim, he has shown you or you have seen. See, that's what you want to happen. You see what I'm saying? You want to make it to glory because, of course, we don't know when we don't know the breath go out of our body. We don't know that. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know. But the bottom line is, is that when you when I when I first read this here, I I couldn't help myself. I was sitting at my desk, and man, I, I really started tearing up. And I was just like, this is this is what it is. I hate the fact that they kind of they took these books out of the, out of the scriptures, man. This is important stuff. You know what I mean? And I was just like, man, this is this is something. This is nuts. These folks didn't want to hear nothing and be encouraged this particular way. But you see why I went over the crown, huh? It's just it's something serious. It's, it could be it could be metaphoric, but but this right here is definitely something we need to ascribe ourselves to to really truly make sure we keep this in our, the forefront of our minds to live our life in not only His law but also just walking as He walked. You are expendable. You are very expendable. We are all expendable. Yahweh don't need us. We need him. And I should have put this passage in there, but in Matthew, Jesus even speaks on it when the scribes and Pharisees were talking about, you know, oh, we we be of Abraham's seed. We've never been born of fornication. Right? They're insulting him, right? And he, Jesus looked at them like, <laughs> out of these stones, Yahweh can bring up seed to Abraham. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Out of these stones. So, if we know, I ain't gonna say if, since we know that Yahweh can bring up seed to Abraham just out of these here stones, what makes us any greater than them stones that he can make seed to Abraham out of? We are expendable. Period. Galatians 5, 7 through 9. You did run well. Now, mind you, supposed to be running this race, right? Mm -hmm. You did run well. But who did hinder you that you should not obey? The truth. What is truth? Teach shame. What is truth? Hallelujah. This persuasion comes not of him that calls you. You don't call. No, no. They don't come from him. Because Yahweh's not going to sit there and tempt you to evil. That's not what he does. You're only going to be tempted of your own lust. Mm -hmm. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Why do you think I talked about earlier how you can deny Christ in many different ways? Just because you didn't deny him with your mouth don't mean you ain't denying him in your works. So just a little bit of non-works will leaven the whole lump. Revelation 2, 4, 5. This is one of my favorite ones. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works. Do the first works. Yes, do the first works. Or else I will come unto you quickly and will remove your candlestick out of its place, except you repent. See, your candlestick can be removed out of its place. And I use this one, this passage right here, when I just got into the faith because Christians, I, I, I was around a bunch of Christians that believe once you're saved, you're always saved. I was around a bunch of them that believed that. You know what I'm saying? And when I would use that, I said, well, explain this here. Explain it. What does that mean to you? 
kind of left me speechless. And at that time, I almost got the cops called on me. That it. That's like, that, that's how something else I was when I came. I was that zealous, but I was zealous without wisdom at that time. I was coming at them. I was coming at them Christians so raw, man. You know, but it wasn't raw enough to where it wasn't that bad. I just didn't realize how emotional they really was. You know what I mean? But I, I used to use this right there. Now you, your candlestick can be removed. Your light can be removed. You are not foolproof. We are expendable. Again, he don't need you. We need him. Revelation 3.11 Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast which you have that no man take your crown. Mm. Talk about being expendable. We are replaceable. Just like he told the scribes and Pharisees that y'all can make seed to Abraham from these stones. We're, we can be replaced as well. I remember telling the brothers down there, I remember I was down there in H-Town, I said, man, look here. I ain't boasting in myself, I'm boasting in y'all, but he, I must be doing something right down here. I said, because all these folks that just came out of nowhere, and Elder Becker was telling me, he said, Greg, it just seems like me and you cannot stay out of contact with each other. I said, I guess not, so. <laughs> Now, mind you, when we had 130 people in Texas, that was because of the, that was just the people that showed up. Yeah, right. That ain't even the people that didn't, that didn't make it. That didn't make the cut. You know what I mean? Real talk. Y'all seen Demarcus here last week, right? Yeah. From Houston. We still did the same thing. I didn't change nothing that Deacon and Elder were doing. I didn't change nothing. We met me and uh, Joseph met up with that brother outside the assembly to make sure and check him out. That's why when I told Elder Mitchell, "Hey, look, he a truck driver. He gonna show up over here, man." I, you know, Elder say, "I don't know." Him. Yeah, you do. Something's on you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I gotta have confidence in you, right? To bring you here. Mm -hmm. I gotta have some type of confidence because this right here, this, this is where the rubber meets the road. Oh, yeah. Just like Shepard would say, this is the last place before the pit. Mm -hmm. We're an offshoot of that. Mm -hmm. This is the last place before the pit. Everybody got their little issues and troubles and problems, but you gotta be able to have a willing heart to fight through it. Yeah. You know? And like, like Elder Mitchell said a long time ago, he said this many, many times. Man, if everybody just do their part, mm -hmm. and if everybody do it right, and do it faithfully, we ain't got nothing to worry about. Everybody be all right. Everybody will be all right. You know what I mean? That's if everybody's willing to get it done. Willing. But like he said, let no man take your crown. So therefore, there's probably a crown sitting up there. I ain't going to say probably. I'm going to try to be bold with it, okay? There's a crown sitting up there for me. But let me go ahead and deny the Messiah. This was for Greg. All right, here you go, Brad or whoever the hell else. Whoever he wants to raise up. You know what I mean? And just as he can make seed to Abraham out of them stones, he can raise up anybody. It's Jesus that opens the understanding anyway. Mm -hmm. He opens the understanding no matter what. He opened he open it up. I had to realize that too. Because, see, you are actually spitting in Yah's face and stepping on his toes when you're sitting here drilling somebody for so long, trying to get them to understand, understand, understand. When he ain't dealing with them, he ain't dealing with them. Yeah. And all you're going to do is push that person further away. So that's why I don't talk to my mama about nothing. I don't talk to my daddy so, so enough about the truth. It's just fruitless. Okay? The light has to shine. And so when I start showing uh, Corel that your light has to shine, you're going to know as a saint that your light is shining by how they stay away from you or how they won't bring up certain subjects with you or how they receive you. What I don't like to see is saints that are supposed to be in this thing, but... You're supposed to be giving your light off, but whenever you talk to your your parents or talk to your siblings and stuff like that, you acting just like them, mm -hmm. talking just like them. And when they yeah. and when they when they dealing with you like they used to deal with you, 
they can't see the new person in you. So they can they can deal with you that way. True. They can't see the new person in you. They don't see this rejuvenated person mm-hmm. that's supposed to be. They don't see that spirit man mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So when they don't see it based off your speech, don't you believe that you're probably going to cause them to blaspheme y'all all because of you? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It's a sad thing when you know people that's they, they, when they talk to their natural family or to friends or whatever, they they, they 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 approach you the same damn way they approached you a long time ago before you even said you found y'all. Mm-hmm. But you get you're the one giving off that pretense. You're the one giving off that sign that hey y'all can just be joking with me and talk all this mess, mm-hmm. and you never give them no edification whatsoever at all. When I talk to my mama, and all this, oh, hey, girl, what's up, mama shit? <laughs> I'm fighting like mad. I don't do all that with my mama. I, I just don't. I, I still deal with her in, in, in certain ways, but you can tell, those of which who've been in my mom's house, you can tell that there's a real strong respect she got for us. Strong respect. Because she stopped talking to us for three years. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when Abigail was conceived, mm-hmm. oh, now you want to come back around. You know what I'm saying? Because the grand, now it's the grandbabies. I can't get to their ass, but I can probably get to the grandbabies. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Not at all. Correll mama like, when my grandbaby gonna come spend the night with me? Never. Exactly. <laughs> Never. I better yet, Correll tell your mama the only way he's spending the night is we there too. How about that? He ain't never gonna be with you by himself. Need you to ask yourself. What exactly, man? What... Will someone take your crown? Will someone take yours? Mm-hmm. Are you going to allow your place to be taken from you all because of things that your flesh can't overcome? Just some, you know, concluding questions. What do you say about your what, what do you say out of your mouth that can keep you out of the kingdom? Because you know Jesus did tell us that we're going to be judged by every idle word, which an idle word is a word not thought of before it came out the mouth. And like the Proverbs mm-hmm. tells us that when your word come out your mouth, it's like a feather going out of a towel. You ain't going to be retreated. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. What thoughts do you cast not down that will prevent you from receiving your crown? You got some folks, but I'm going to go and finish these questions. I never go into that. Are you so easily a victim? So easily a victim that you're blinded to yourself. You know, people who blind themselves as a victim, that's, that's a victim mentality. When you, are, when you are blinded to yourself, that is a victim mentality. Because when people start trying to tell you about yourself and you can't receive it whatsoever at all, not even trying to check to see if the shoe fits, you are taking it as an attack. You are now a victim and you, and you think that they don't love you because the, the love that they gave you, it wasn't sentimental. Last time I checked, it said be instant in season, out of season, rebuke, reprove. We can go on forever. Nobody wants to receive that kind of love today. I do. That's why I told my brother, don't lighten the blow. Let me have it, man. I said, because, see, you lighten the blow, yeah, it may be a roll of a dice. I may end up falling in that area again. You come at me rough, I don't want to hear that no more. I don't want that to come to me no more. I don't want that, I don't want that swift rebuke no more. I don't want that. So guess what? I'm a refrain from going that direction. This is why I teach Corel. I don't give a damn about you wanting to be liked. You'd rather be respected than liked. I don't give a damn what nobody tell you, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't I tell you that, Corel? Yes, sir. Since you back. <laughs> Have you truly forgiven from the heart? 
even if it's forgiving yourself? What will hold you back from receiving the prize of everlasting life? This is merely a self-evaluation. A self-evaluation. And I hope you can evaluate self. And evaluate self very well, as, as a matter of fact. Because, man, this is a one-time this is a one-time thing for us. And we, we have to be thankful for the grace that we were given. You know what I mean? Some folks be still, still, still in their feelings and emotions as if the feelings and emotions is gospel truth, man. And the feelings and emotions is far from it. I love what Shepherd said, man. Your feelings are the devil. Your feelings are the devil. Period. This ain't about feelings. I remember when Pastor Dye was like uh, talking about uh, marriage and he said, what love got to do with it? Yeah. Love come later? Yeah. Yeah. People, but see, when you got saints with American minds, they think that love come first. Yeah. And the duty comes later. Yeah. Nah, it's about duty, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. When I took Correll, I knew Correll was a soul. Yeah. A soul that I'm responsible for. Y'all should run. It's a soul that I'm responsible for. That one that's cooking right now. That's a soul that I'm responsible for. Terrence's, y'all got souls that y'all responsible for. Is that true? Deacon, you got souls that you're responsible for. I'm just saying. Jeff, you got souls that you're responsible for. Daniel's new here, but he's a soul that Jeff is responsible for. So having that type of responsibility, especially when you become a parent, man, it actually it comes more apparent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That the responsibility is, is solely on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I have to I have to make sure that Yasharin is sure until he's old enough to make sure that his election is sure himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what thoughts do you cast not down that will prevent you from receiving the crown? You know, somebody, some folks get submitted thoughts from Satan on something they should be doing. But because that submitted thought, they don't do it. And the book told me that when you know to do good and you do it not, it is sin. You see what I'm saying? So what thoughts are you not casting down? You know what I mean? So I try my I try my best, man. I see some like say for instance when uh Chris, I'm gonna use you anyway. Hell, you don't mind. You got thick skin. We was on that block pad. Every opportunity, I'm taking it. Man, Elder Mitchell wasn't really listening, and so he turned back to Chris and said, "Hey, what you say again, Chris? I told you earlier." I'm like. I turn to Chris and say, who the hell do you think you're talking to? And I tell you that. So who do you think I'm talking to? Who do you think you're talking to, man? Whatever happened to honor all men? Matter of fact, let's, let's up it up a little bit. Whatever happened to double honor? For the elders. I'm like, whatever happened to that? Brother Graham, I'm talking, I hear you, but I don't hear you. I say, you better watch your tone. You know what I mean? And he received the love, just like I received his love a long time ago, and I got rebuked by, by Daryl. I ain't going to go into that story, but, you know. We have to be able to receive these things. We got to receive love as well as give it. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, but yeah, what thoughts you have, man? They got folks that got, they got, folks that got thoughts, man, that just, the thoughts just don't, they just can't get control of them. You know what I mean? That's why these heathens out in the world, man, when they get to the point where they're killing themselves or hurting others and stuff like that, man, they, they, don't have no, they don't have no governor. We have a governor. A governor of our life. A governor of our soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he is a great governor. If you allow him to be your governor. That's totally up to you, though. It's self-evaluation, like I said. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? I don't know about y'all. I'm getting mine. Hallelujah. I want mine. Whether you want yours, it's you.
straight up and down. I won't mind, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna you're gonna prove whether you're really in this or not for the right reasons and for the right things. <laughs> yeah, man. So at the end of the day, man, the crown. Ask yourself, do you really want yours? Yes, sir. You, won't you, you, you show? I'm sure. I'm positive too, man. I'm with you, brother. I'm running this race, man. I don't know who we're going to get there first, but as long as we get there, huh? Man, like Shit, huh? <laughs> as long as we get there, man. Doorkeeper, huh? That's it. You know what I mean? I hope y'all been blessed by it. Yes, sir. You know what I mean?